Hi, and welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today, I'm joined by Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Annie. Nice to speak to you. Yeah, li likewise. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you very much. Good, good. Now, Natasha, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. I'm Natasha Hodge, and I've got a business called Natasha's Wide-Eyed. I'm a nutrition consultant, and I aim my uh, consultancy at weight loss coaching for food lovers. I just help people to convert the foods they already love into fuel so that their body can do all the weight loss work for them. Oh, that sounds interesting. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. And you're also a woman of a certain age. So do you want to tell us about your experience first of, um, you know, your perimenopause, menopause journey? Sure, sure. Um, I think unusually, I actually found out that I was definitely in perimenopause when I had a blood test in 2019. So I'm, I'm 51 now. So four years ago, I had this blood test because I'd been experiencing a thing called migraine aura. I had never heard of it. I'd never even knew it existed before it happened to me. And it happened on maybe four occasions. And just to explain what migraine aura is, mm. it's just like on the peripheral vision, just every now and again, out of the blue, no rhyme or reason to it. It's like having sort of disco like wobbling in your peripheral vision oh. and it's a very very odd thing and it turns out that it is a menopause symptom which again I, I, I didn't know I'd only ever heard of really of hot flashes and um, uh, you know that's the, the main one that everybody hears of isn't it yeah um, and after I had the blood test that confirmed I was perimenopausal I I've never had it again. So I never experienced that again afterwards, which was also very strange. Yes. Um, uh, cut to 2022, so three years after I'd found out that I was perimenopause, I hadn't really experienced any other symptoms at all. Um, and then I suddenly got, so in January 2022, I got really, really bad palpitations and they lasted maybe um, a month or so. And at the time, I hadn't realized that really it coincided with me having a Christmas kind of off the rails, completely different way of eating to what I normally eat. And um, I had an ECG and everything was fine. And again, they said to me, well, it's, it's your menopause. And I was like, what? <laughs> again, nobody, nobody tells you that you know, palpitations is, is part of it too. Yeah. So um, anyway, I got back on to eating as I should and as I advise people and um, and I don't experience any symptoms. Goodness. Uh, anymore. Yeah. None at all? <clears throat> None at all. Wow. And, and do you think that's because of the way you eat? It's 100% the way I eat, yes, definitely. Oh, definitely. well, look. You'll have to share your secret with us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Good. So share away. <clears throat> um, well, in the I, I'm a, a fan of well, what I advise and coach is uh, intermittent fasting, which is basically just meal timings um, and making sure that you're not eating all day long. And also, um, I suppose you could describe it as low carb, 
although it's not as restrictive as something like the keto diet. It's, you know, it's really quite normal food, I suppose. But I concentrate on just helping people understand that if you just eat meat, fish, dairy, eggs, nuts, and leafy greens in any combination, and it and because it's full fat, you've got, you know, billions of different recipes to go by. If you stick to that, um, you you just balance your body naturally and it does all the work for you. You know, it's it, it wants a certain set of nutrients and um, you can provide that within those, uh, those categories. But in the low-carb keto carnivore communities, it's well known that women stop getting menopausal symptoms. Um, but it's not well known in the wider you know, community. Uh, so most people don't realize that what they eat really, really impacts whether they suffer badly with their menopause. Goodness. And, and what are the, the key things that people eat that, that exacerbate uh, menopause symptoms? That's a really fantastic question. Um, and I've certainly experienced it myself. You know, so when I had those palpitations and when I had the migraine aura, um, I'd gone off the rails and I was eating. The, the things that are the worst for it is anything with sugar in, um, oh. and that's fructose-based sugar, so your table sugar, your honey, um, syrups of any kind, maple syrup, you know, even though people think that they're sort of natural sources of sugar, they will exacerbate it. Um, chocolate, whoa, chocolate's really, really bad, and alcohol. So, you know, I suppose they're the things that most people would know that you'd, you're supposed to limit. But a lot of the time, women in menopause think, you know, I'm, I'm suffering, so I'm going to treat myself. And those are the three things that they would probably treat themselves with. Yes, that's and, really sad, isn't it? Yeah, and then they make it worse. Uh, but the, no, the good thing is, if you're eating, um, you know, really nice food in general, you generally stop craving the foods that we've been told are, you know, that are seen as treats. Right. So it's it's only really that we've been conditioned to think that we need to treat ourselves with alcohol, chocolate and sugar. But once you, you know, don't have them as much, then your taste buds readjust and you find because it's sort of self-fulfilling if you're eating really great food, and as long as it's full fat, it's, you know, satisfying, then um, you feel so good, you're not going to go back to it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned intermittent fasting. So uh, fasting for how long? Well, I mean, I tend to uh, advise people to sort of chop and change so we don't kind of stick to one pattern. But if you're doing it on a daily basis, it becomes such a... Uh, an easy habit to follow but if you if you know people wanted to just try it out if you just ate within an eight hour window wherever that falls in your day for you that works around your lifestyle then you, you'll begin to lose weight anyway um but yeah so that's really the sort of the maximum time you should be eating for because don't forget you know we evolved to be um to go long periods without food because it would have been scarce. You'd have had to find your food, wouldn't you? So you, it, it wasn't everywhere. And, of course, uh, we haven't caught up with the fact that 
food is available 24 7 and then on top of that we've got this sort of perfect storm of being sold to so somebody's telling you to eat little and often and get up and eat breakfast straight away and snack in between and you know god forbid you should be hungry at any point you know even if you're eating low fat or what you perceive as a healthy food it's not healthy for your body because your body needs time to digest it needs time to repair and rebuild and it certainly needs time to adjust to changes in your hormonal environment which of course the menopause is yes and and, and do you give your um clients diet sheets or do you (coughs) recipe sheets do you how do you help them yeah talk me through someone coming to you and yeah in every single way I mean basically there's food plans there's food lists there's specifically designed recipes um you know and then and then because it's an online membership they're literally going through video tutorials um but because it's also um um, membership where they're supported with other members you know you get a, an online Q&A every week uh, live zoom sessions and you know and email support so it's you know people although you could just say here you go here's here's a a, a recipe list and a daily meal plan people need support don't they so um if you're having symptoms you might a question might come up at any point and and that's what I'm there for to sort of hand hold through the uh, through the process and then once it's habit you know you go away you never have to learn it again do you so and, and if someone aim. comes to you with you know quite severe menopause symptoms so it could be depression it could be flushes it could be palpitations whatever uh, how does it start will you look at their diet and how long then how long does it take to make the symptoms uh, diminish sure i mean it takes very little time i mean i think most that's that's the thing that surprises people most i think once what you're doing really is although i'm a weight loss coach the aim is balanced health so as soon as you take out the ingredients that um you know make make our health issues um, uh, prolonged or, um, you know, you get weight gain and stuff like that. They're just symptoms of your body not getting what it needs. Um, And initially you have two weeks where really the, the thing in our bodies that's sort of causing imbalance is really the fat in the liver. And that's gone within a couple of weeks. And then the health balance can start and the stored um, fat stores then then get released as well. So you balance your health first and then everything else comes good. So it's not about losing weight and then getting healthy. It's the other way around. You get healthy, then your hormones balance you, um, you know, because if everything's working okay, then your endocrine or hormonal system works as it should. And of course, because we're in a, um, a period where our hormones are fluctuating, so perimenopause, of course, you, it's, they're all over the show. Mm. But if everything else is working okay, specifically your insulin is, you know, which is a master hormone, it will help you ride out 
those fluctuations. Brilliant. So, it, I mean, it's really probably, and it's probably about a month, and they're and they're already, you know, a long way to getting rid of the symptoms. Brilliant. That sounds very exciting. And and what would be a, a normal, say, days meals? What you would suggest? Well, I mean, if you're if you're in um, this eight hour window, you know, you you could probably still be eating um, two normal size meals but if you're concentrating making sure that you're concentrating on getting enough protein and fat and then the green leafy vegetables are on top then you're getting enough fiber as well um then you're getting every type of nutrient that you need but you do need to be concentrating on making sure that the protein is is a good amount and and that's the first thing you're going to eat or you know you're going to break your fast with a protein rich meal but if you've got enough fat and protein on board you're just not hungry um and again i think that's another major surprise to people that they're less hungry when they're concentrating on um you know the, these particular um nutrient requirements being met but still eating in a smaller time frame so, I mean, me on a daily basis, I suppose these days I probably, and I've been doing it for 11 years, um, I probably only eat in a, in a four-hour window. Oh, my word. Yeah, because just because I'm just not hungry. And if I'm fasting, then I'm much more on my game. So, you know, I, I never experience brain fog, which is another major issue when it comes to to menopause but you see because I I also work with men it's funny you know men don't obviously get menopause but they get very similar symptoms at the same age do they yeah so is it the menopause or is it the fact that by this point uh, most people have been eating foods that aren't agreeing with their body for a long long time yes and I suppose it's got to the stage where it's starting to have an impact and you mm. need to do something about it yeah. in both sexes yeah so um yeah it's really interesting you know to to sort of look at those comparisons with people and brain fog and depression and anxiety going through the roof in, in both in both sexes that, that's interesting so you tr you um see both men and women oh yeah yeah so yeah, it's yeah, just the yeah. age yeah yeah Goodness. So uh, when you say you eat within the four hours, what, what t time is that? So I personally eat between um, three and seven. Goodness. And um, seven o'clock is really the cutoff for everybody. Um, after that, your pancreas is going to sleep. It's trying to get you to um, wind down to get a good night's sleep. Um, and eating after that time is, um, you know, it's, the digestion is going to impact your sleep pattern mm. and, and would you have one meal or would you have a couple of meals in that four hours I'd just have one meal but it would be a really large meal and it would make I'd make sure that I'd got everything on board but I'd probably have um you know it, it would be fairly high in fat and um I'd probably have a sort of starter main and dessert but when I say dessert it's sort of you know it's something that uh is going to be high in fiber, very low in sugar. Um, and it's, you know, again, it's, it's, 
it's tapering your your sweet tooth as well. I mean, I was a uh, one hundred of a, a sugarholic before I started this uh, this by accident, really. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd had health issues galore, and and obviously yo yo dieting. I just don't want people, other people, to go through that, and I certainly don't want people to go through a ten year learning curve. <laughs> to get there no but I, th- I think I guess what well, you're not advocating that people eat within a four-hour window you're sort of no d- not yes, straight off quite extreme no, no that's 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 uh, uh further in but if you've got a lot of weight gain um then you know if you've got a lot of weight to lose then every now and again doing an extended fast and when I talk about extended fasting you know, it sounds really scary. It's really not, but it's really useful for anybody that has got um, also severe mental health issues um, that that come with with uh, menopause. Extended fasting is is up to forty eight hours of no eating. Oh but my you, word! Yeah, you wouldn't start that off straight away. Mm. You start with your eight hours. Eight hours is a good amount of time, even if you're not changing the way you eat per se just shortening your uh, your eating window is a good idea and really really helpful for menopausal symptoms that's good to know and, yeah and and it, it, presumably if you're doing or if people are doing a longer fast it's it's good to get some medical advice and medical sure. assistance uh, i mean it's the same with ev- with everything um if you have any issues whatsoever you always go to your doctor first and make sure that you're not going to impact um, yourself in any way but what I would say that even if you don't implement the fasting straight away if you're just concentrating on those uh, foods so the meat fish dairy eggs nuts and green leafy vegetables you will help yourself in every single way and you'll stop craving those uh, those other ingredients and um, those things that are going to make it all worse. Yes, I guess we all know that chocolate, alcohol, sugar is not good for us, but it is, it is the, as you say, it's the thing you reach for when you're at your lowest, isn't it? Mm. It's, um... And then it's, yeah, and then it's a vicious circle. Yes. But I, I think as well, we've got this sort of push pull thing haven't we because people say you know everything in moderation help yourself treat yourself you know if you're feeling bad then you know go with the things that that make it a little bit better but if it is fundamentally affecting your health and you're storing up um trouble for later on then it's not great advice is it it's not um self-soothing isn't actually doing the job because it's it's you know it is literally making the matters matter worse. True, it's just that it's that short term, isn't it? It's that short term hit you get when you have that yeah. piece nice piece of chocolate or glass the, of wine. But the thing is, as well, I, uh, also another thing, I think people you do get withdrawal symptoms, or some people do. Some people don't experience anything, but it's very very short lived. So you're literally going through the pain barrier for maybe four days. And then past that, you're thinking, oh, oh, that, that's fine. And I'm not craving those things anymore, you know. So uh, the sort of feel-good factor kicks in fairly fast. Yes, and a different feel-good fa- factor, which is yeah. probably more permanent than the 
the sugar rush we get. Absolutely. But w- would you ever take, I know you said you mentioned at Christmas, that Christmas where you had palpitations, you, you change your diet, but do you ever at the weekend make an exception and, ha- and have a treat or is it now f- very much a 24-7 regime? Yeah, not not these days. I do. Yeah, I I did. I do it every flipping Christmas because um, you know my children come home. I've got um, adult children. They come home, and I think, ah, oh, I'm you know I eat so healthy all year round. I'll I'll just have I don't know some something that I wouldn't normally have. Um, but I always regret it. Fan, you know, one hundred percent. I always regret it because um that kind of low mood or sluggishness comes back um and yeah and the palpitations come back so it's it's if i do go off the rails it's very short-lived yeah yeah um but now i don't do it at the weekends or anything like that especially now because i'm so aware that i'm in menopause uh perimenopause still i mean i've no idea whether i'm actually i've gone past it because um i've got the myrena coil and they they just tell you to just to leave it in so I wouldn't know whether I'd I'd finished up with anything anyway but um it's uh yeah it's just not worth it Annie I just I feel so bad with it it's just not worth it yeah I I get that and if it works for you it works for you and Mm. it will I guess people don't have to be quite so extreme but you'll still get the benefits from eating the foods and maybe missing certain meals or just having longer gaps between when you eat yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it's yeah it's it can be implemented very quickly and easily and certainly without me um you know coaching you but it's it's yeah if you're just making sure that the ingredients that are going every mouthful that goes into your body is something that it really needs um and yeah and don't eat all the time it's that's it that's mm. it's, it's as simple as that yeah. And and if, if any of the listeners would like to contact you, how can they reach you? I'm on all social media as Natasha is wide-eyed. The uh, website is natashaiswideeyed.com. Um, and if anybody just wants to ask a question, ask, you know, via any of the, the channels or via the website. And um, I'd be happy to respond, you know, just having a chat about whether I can even if it's something you'd like to pursue or there is so much content on all my channels, um, you know, completely free. Uh, there's even a, a video course, utterly free, a three part video course that they can uh, download as well. Brilliant. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Natasha. It's been wonderful to hear that and uh, just hope that some of our listeners have got some great information there. Thank you very much, Annie. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, Natasha. Well, I found that fascinating. Plenty of food for thought there. No pun intended. Join me next week for another edition of Menopause Buddies. (laughs) 